Welcome to Nah But For Real, where besties who heal together keep it real together. I'm Jay, and this is my co-host, Allie. And if you're new here, welcome to the Nah But For Real show. Okay, make sure before we get started that you are following us on all of our social media platforms at NBFR Podcast. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, because we'll be there. We'll be looking. Okay, y'all. So before we get started, we're going to get warmed up with an icebreaker. My favorite. So, Ellie, Hmm. if you had to define your life as a genre, movie or book, how would you define it? What genre would, would it fall in? Women's fiction. Okay. And I say that because when I was like looking up like all the genres, I was like, ah, genres, what are they? <laughs> so, <laughs> Like we didn't take a whole film class together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ellie didn't study like she said she does. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. But so um, women's fiction, um, being that it's usually around the protagonist, the female protagonist and their growth and seeing like the growth of them throughout like the book or the mm-hmm. movie. I see that as like me because yeah. seeing as I grow and I age and I learn, I see that I'm like constantly learning and developing and like just growing and just developing, you know, same as like the genre. Yeah. So, yeah. Women's fiction. Okay. Good one. I gave myself coming of age comedy, like <laughs> like the show Never Have I Ever. That's what I was thinking. Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Have you seen that? Yes. That's what my life reminds me of. It's like constantly moving and my mess ups are just funny to me. Like I look back and I'm just like, this is a hot mess. Like, mm-hmm. but it just like just shows so much growth. Like you said, um, my life and it changes so frequently. It's like every episode is giving something wild like it can't just never be such a a small change like it's always something like extreme (laughs) so I definitely give myself coming of age I'm 25 and it's still giving like 16 year old high school musical like coming of age Mm -hmm. it's funny it's cute that's what it's reminding me of it's nothing too like traumatic it's still Mm -hmm. giving pg pg 13 maybe but um I mean not every point girl like obviously those parts are not in the film but for the most part (laughs) my overall like experiences are giving pg-13 i don't just do things like crazy you know x-rated things on a normal basis (laughs) i mean let's just be honest like language wise it's not it's not giving pg-13 i thought we were talking about the storyline so somebody else can be casted oh it don't gotta be me Y'all know I cuss. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> today, we're going to get into today's episode. We're talking about genres because we're going to talk about being coming or being the author of your own narrative or your own story. So I want you to think about a time where maybe someone made you the villain in their story. Mm-hmm. Like, when was that time? Tell us about it. Give us a tea. And like, tell us like how that made you feel. Like... I'm a Libra, so I'm very, very sensitive when it comes to my relationships with people. And so thinking about a time where I felt like I was the villain in someone's story, this person never said I was the villain, but I felt like the villain. So that's I don't think just, ever anybody is just like, you're the villain. I, don't think I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's probably some people who be like, you're, you're a villain. horrible person. And oh, then, yeah. yeah. So I've never yeah. had nobody tell me that, but yeah. there's people who will tell somebody like you are a piece of trash, right? You know. Yeah. So I've never had that, but I've had that feeling of wow, 
not shit. Yeah. So, and it was when I was in third grade. I will never, ever, 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 ever forget. You probably already know where I'm going with this, don't you? You laughing. She laughing like she know what I'm about to say. I think so. So I'm in third grade. And you know, third graders they they just they just speak their mind a little too much. Don't really and I had that I had that bad growing up, like not really being able to hold my tongue for anything. And so there was this girl and my third brain, my third grade brain right. thought she looked pregnant. So I was like, oh wow, she looks pregnant. And then the um th- this boy was like, What did you say? And I was like, I said it again. And they were still acting like they couldn't hear me. So I, I forgot what happened, but I ended up writing it down on paper. I said, Blink looks pretty. <laughs> In third grade. In third grade. And so it's time for me to go. I'm grabbing my book bag or whatever because I got an early dismissal. And then um, I gave the note to the person, to the kid. And then um, the teacher sees it. Teacher reads it. Teacher's like, oh, this is so not nice. And you need to apologize. And I'm going to have your, your grandfather sign this and this and that. <laughs> so I was all like, oh, no. Like, I mean, I just said she looked pregnant. I didn't say she was pregnant. I just said yeah. she But I didn't understand, like, at that age, like, how that could be rude. Mm-hmm. And so um, I took it home, you know, got it signed, of course. My grandpa's over here sending me, you know, people get pregnant based off of the And I'm like, Grandpa, I don't need the sex talk. <laughs> like, I know how people get pregnant. I'm not saying she was pregnant. I'm saying she looked pregnant. Right, right. <laughs> so still my third, year, third grade brain was just like, I don't understand. And yeah. now as an adult, I understand. And yeah. it makes me feel so horrible because I remember um, going to the person and apologizing, which... I don't know if they ever knew that I said that. Right. Why would she make you apologize if you didn't say it? To yeah. Like, whack. Yeah. Your teacher. But I, I did apologize. Yeah. And I gave them a hug. And, like, I was trying to be, like, nice because I felt bad. And, yeah, I would say <laughs> that, that <laughs> that's definitely the time where I felt like the villain because, like, that was just something that was just not so nice. And, yeah. you know, I just felt like, oh, no. Yeah. I see, I, when I thought about this question, I was thinking, like, it's never been a time where, like, I mean, there's been times where I felt like the villain based off of my own, like, problem. Like you mm-hmm. said, your own thing. So, like, you, in that situation, you were the villain. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Allie was giving villain, okay? <laughs> but I automatically thought, like, times where, like, maybe in my book, I didn't think I was a villain, but in somebody, only in somebody else's story. And then they kind of related back to me, and they're like, you're the villain. Like, mm-hmm. and only in my book, not in, like in your story, it's like, okay, the world knows that it's not nice to, only you thought that you were the villain, <laughs> that you weren't the villain. But in this case, it's like up in the air, What? What? how I took the question. It was like up in the air, mm-hmm. but it's just like in this person's particular story, you're the villain. But mm-hmm. in everybody else's, it's like, maybe they have to listen to the story. But then you mm-hmm. get kind of scared because maybe they side with their side of the story and they're like in, in their story I'm the villain but not mine like that's not what I meant mm-hmm. and so um, I feel like that happens to me a lot like when I was thinking about this I was like oh, my god I don't know if it's because I'm the Aries but it's just like always be the villain it's always the villain you know um, I'm very kind of cut and dry with a lot of things um, so people assume that it's not tied to emotion because mm-hmm. I'm just like yes no like I don't really live in gray areas it makes me uncomfortable I don't like that I like Flat out answers, you know? Um, and so when I, t- I talk, I talk very direct. I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this. And then, um, like I like I said, um, I have a lot of weight on my shoulders. Like, I put a lot of people's problems on my shoulders. And I put a lot of people's, like, 
issues and, you know, just just problems. And I think I can carry them. And then when I'm finally like, okay, I've had enough. I'm not going to take on your problem. Everybody's like, like, you know, like, no, you're terrible. Like, you should be taking, you're you're completely different, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens a lot. And then I start thinking, like, not really now, but definitely in previous years, it would make me get into my shell. Like, okay, if I'm going to do things and the message is going to be received wrong, I just won't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of how I just recruit it. Like, I just won't do anything because it's no point of me sending a message if it won't be taken correctly. Right. Um, and I feel like that happens often. It still happens to this day, to this day. But I feel like I'm at an age where I'm just like, if I'm a villain, that's whatever. Like the villains be top tier in all the Marvel movies. Okay, like I'm gonna be the villain. And I also had to accept it. Like sometimes in my own story, I'm the villain. And mm-hmm. sometimes villain, not sometimes, all the times, villains have good storylines. Okay, y'all, like they have a reason. For what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And their story times, I mean, their stories always get told. Like, the good guys, their stories are just like, I'm good. And if you really think about it, like, if you were Superman and you had this power, would you really be trying to say the world? Like, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole lot. But then it's sometimes when you get poked and you get poked and you get poked and then you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to poke you back this one time. And everybody's like, you're the villain. You're the bad mm-hmm. guy. But they, they don't go back and look at how much you've done to this person. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where your part of the story comes in, where you're like, wait a minute, I'm the villain for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the villain's always got a reason it's giving something. Like, Maleficent ain't just Maleficent overnight. Y'all treated her like ass, mm-hmm. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So when it comes to being your near, your own um, author, at first I was thinking, like, I never want to write myself as the villain. But sometimes you have to, like, give yourself credit for, like, realizing that, I could be villainous in this situation or I could be retaliating the situation because of something. Mm-hmm. I'm not always going to be like a step above everybody. I'm not always going to be thinking on my toes like, let me just save the day. No, sometimes it's time for people to, it's time for you to put your foot down and say no. Regardless, I'm not saying to do it in a, in a bad way. I'm not saying to go harm people physically like real villains in, in movies. But the the thing is, villains have boundaries. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like they they are able to say no, they're able to put their foot down and make a difference. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like we need that in our own story, instead of trying to so hard to like, I'm not the villain. You know, I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. They just don't understand. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes we need more of like. No, I set my boundary and I meant that. Like you poked me, that hurt me, and I'm done. Like you know, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that anymore. And if that means that I'm the villain in everybody else's story, then paint me that way. You know, but is that assertiveness though? What? Like what you're saying? Like you're saying like to say, oh, you did this to me and it made me feel this way. I don't like that. Setting boundaries, assertiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, your boundaries. So, I feel like it should be however you want to put your boundaries. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you have to. Like I said, you can do it however you choose <laughs> to do so. Um, but just setting though, just having them regardless, mm-hmm. just saying no or changing the way you react to something based off of how somebody treats you if you don't like it. Um, and I feel like a lot of times villains are painted because in in my in their story in their perception, you did something that's different than what they would either what they would do or different than what you usually do. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, now you're the villain. Because if you think about it, you don't usually villainize people who you don't know that well. Right. It's just like okay, that's just. Who they are, like you don't really care. It, they don't become the villain until they do something that they wouldn't normally do, or something that you wouldn't normally do. And so then you're like pointing the finger. But I don't, I don't want to say you have to be assertive about it unless mm-hmm. that's who you are as a person. But it's just creating that boundary and accepting the fact that you're hurt about something. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of times, like I said, superheroes carry a lot on their backs, and sometimes you have to recognize it. 
got to take the backpack off and I'm not doing this anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And that's where I always get And if get the superhero it. did that, then now they're the villain. Right. Now they're the villain. Mm-hmm. When I take, if you think about Iron Man, I thought that's who I thought about. You think about Iron Man and he's like, no, I don't want to say the world today. Everybody's like, you're terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I say the word like five times. Like, what the heck? <laughs> it's somebody else's time. They're like, you burned down all of New York, but I saved all of these people. Like, you know, I'm going to be the villain in somebody's story. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, even if I'm the villain with myself, I'm happy with myself. I'm happy that I was able to set my boundaries. I'm happy that I'm able to choose my story for myself. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I can be whoever you want me to be in your story. But my story is what's most important in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what I want to get into talking about being your own author, really. Uh, we kind of talked about perceptions. Like, how do you feel like people's perceptions, like, ultimately? ultimately impact their story because we talk, I talked a little bit about how like you said um in their eyes mm-hmm. it's going to be ba- it's going to be based off of what they would do so people's perceptions of you or people's perception of themselves both okay so and what was what was the question say it one more time how people's perceptions of yourself i mean of themselves or you it could be either mm-hmm. um t- basically tell their story of you okay so it just made instantly I thought of this like um, intervention or activity that I usually would do in like session, mm-hmm. which I can like pretty much like do it here. Like if you wrote a number six on a piece of paper, your intention when you wrote that six, it's a six. Mm-hmm. Like nothing about it looks like any other number. Can't nobody tell you it's any other number. It's a six. The intention when you drew it, six. But that's from your eye angle. So mm-hmm. the person on the other side of the table or the person on the other side. Or they're going to see a nine. When you wrote a six, they saw you write a nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might look weird when you wrote it, but it looks like a nine to them. And so their perception of it is going to be based off of their experiences. And their experience was, I'm on this side of the table. You drew that, and that looks like a nine. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell me it's a six because it's not a six. It doesn't look like a six. Yeah. And so that person's perception of you um, or ba- or their perception of the action you did. It, it's like, I, I hate to say it doesn't matter, but it's like it doesn't matter. Like a person's perception of what you did or who you are, at the end of the day, it's not going to matter. What matters the most is what is your perception mm-hmm. of who you are and the action you did. What was your intention yeah. when you did what you did? Or like you might do something with pure good intentions and somebody might see it as being like, oh, my gosh, like, why would you do that? Like, mm-hmm. that's horrible. You're a horrible person. And you knew deep down like you did that with good intentions. So are you going to believe the person who's not seeing it from your point, which they're calling you horrible? Are you going to believe you're horrible or are you going to believe that you had good intentions when you did it? Yeah. So what's more important is for you to be aware of yourself mm-hmm. and aware of what you're doing, like your intentions behind things, not really what other people think and see or say to you. Cause yeah. they not you, they don't know. Yeah. I feel like when it comes down to other people, like, like you said, what matters to you, what should matter most to you is your intentions. Mm-hmm. What should matter in terms of delivery, like with other people is the impact. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the difference. Like when it comes to their story, like, yes, you should say, okay, I didn't want to make you feel that way. But I cannot change how you feel. Like right. that's we can't take ownership or take responsibility of how they feel after they feel that way. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my intentions, but like I apologize for the impact. I right. apologize for it making you feel that way. But I didn't. I, I can't. I can't change that. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing I can do about that. Um, and I feel like a lot of times people 
who don't have a firm understanding with themselves will make other people feel like you did this to me. You're mm-hmm. you're the reason I feel mad. You're the reason I feel like this. And it's mm-hmm. like, I have no control over how you feel, literally. Right. Right. Like, you can choose how you feel at any given moment, mm-hmm. uh, which is why, I, like I said, it, as I grow, I'm starting to realize, like, if people are upset with me, it's just like, go ahead, be upset. Like, like I say, I don't, I don't have beef in it. I don't care. Like, I'm not, I don't dislike you just because you dislike me. I don't mm-hmm. care. You know, it's gonna, if you want to like me today and not like me tomorrow and then like me again, I, I liked you the whole time. So, right, you know. Right. <laughs> you're a pretty cool person. Right. You're a pretty cool person. I still like you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that definitely made me think about like having your intentions are what matter most to you, but mm-hmm. your impact is what you should care about for other people. Yeah. Um, and not their emotions. That's the thing. Like if, Obviously, if you knocked over somebody, you turn around and your butt hit somebody else's tower, for example. Obviously, that wasn't your intention. Maybe you were just trying to grab another block to help they, their tower grow. Um, so if they're like, you made me sad. No, I knocked over your building. Right. <laughs> That's, That's what I did. I did. <laughs> That's, and I apologize for knocking over your building. I cannot make you happy or sad. Right. You chose to be sad. Right. You didn't choose to grab another block. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You wanted me to be the villain in this case. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to get to that point. Like, like I said, because I've been painted as the villain so often before it was just like, forget it. I'm just going to be the villain for everything, like on purpose. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to purposely piss you off because I know for a fact that anything I do is going to make you mad. That's like the Joker. Like the Joker. I was giving Joker, y'all. I was giving Joker. But really, I'm Iron Man. You know, I was I was giving Joker for a long time. It's just like, oh, okay, you want to laugh? Like, oh, okay, cool. If you're going to make me upset or if I, everything I do is just going to piss you off. I'm going to piss you off on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, for the longest, I was like that. And then it just got to the point where it's like, I'm wasting extra energy. And by tomorrow, I'm not even the villain in their storybook. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to care about and write your own story. Because you play such a minor character in their book. No, I don't care who it is. I'm telling y'all this for real. You play such a minor character in somebody's life, regardless of who they are to you. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like... Like I said, tomorrow that you, you might switch up in the mm. in their story. Tomorrow yeah. they might feel completely different. So stop putting so much effort in who you are when they write the book. Right. Like you should really it really matters about like who you are to yourself in your own storybook. Mm-hmm. And the scary part is a lot of times that a lot of people base who they are in their storybook off of who somebody else who they are in somebody in everybody else's storybook. And you know, I'm glad you said that because it's like when what you think, how you feel. And the way you behave, your action, it's all like together. It's mm-hmm. all, they all intertwine into each other and work together. There is no behaviors without feelings and thoughts. There's no thoughts without feelings and behavior. Like everything, it comes together as one. And so, as you said, that like, there's people who they will base who they are, they'll base their character development or whatever mm-hmm. based off of other people's storylines. They'll do that because literally, if they, he- especially if it's like, Everybody saying, oh, yeah. let's say, let's say it's a kid. As a kid, they're told, like, they hear aunties and uncles saying, oh, my God, that kid's so bad. Then mm-hmm. they go to school. Oh, my gosh. Like, like, why are you being so bad? And then they become 13, 14, and they're hearing, um, oh, oh, you're always doing bad things. Mm-hmm. And so by the time they're an adult, they heard their entire life that they're bad. They're bad. I'm bad. In my book now. In my book, I'm bad. I'm expected to do bad things. And so that's kind of like what you said, like, oh, so you expect it from me. I'm going to give you what you want. Mm-hmm. And so that's when people will start to have that that character development matching other people's lines when yeah. really 
even if they heard their entire life, oh, you're bad, you you do bad things, and you never do anything good. Even if they did hear that, then teaching kids that it's very important, but teaching them that they are also the author of their own narrative. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody says you're bad, you you can tell yourself in your head, like, I am a good person. I am yeah. a positive person. I am creative. I'm this. I'm that. Yeah. So that you can start to believe it. Yeah. So then once you believe it, then you'll actually start to see the feelings around it are actually more lighter in the yeah. higher energy type of emotions versus the lower. So now you feel like a higher type of feel. And then your behaviors are actually going to represent something that's more possibly adaptive, actually mm-hmm. healthier for you yeah. versus thinking you're bad. Yeah. And ends up changing other people's storybooks of themselves when they see examples of your book. Mm-hmm. Um, that just made me think about like black women. Like we completely changed our entire storyline. Like, if you really think about it, and like, I automatically thought when you were like, if people say you're bad, um, when you think about it, people used to say we're ugly, straight mm-hmm. up. And mm-hmm. it's just like, no, we're the face of, we're the face of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. It, it took for somebody, and I don't know who, <laughs> but it took for somebody to say, no, I'm not ugly. Like, I'm the standard of where I come from. This mm-hmm. is what I look like. This is this is who I am. This is my history. And they had to rewrite their own narrative, even though not just one their entire world was telling us that this is this is not true. Mm-hmm. You're ugly. You're not worth it, mm-hmm. and that we don't. You shouldn't make any money. You, you're worth nothing. Mm-hmm. And we can now what highest earner of, of of degrees, like most seen faces on Instagram. Like you know what I'm saying? That's what it goes <laughs> into. Like when you start writing these stories for yourself, these stories become Bible. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they 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 transform lives, not just your own. Um, when people start reading your book and they're like, mm, sounds like mine. That person looks like me and they yep. low-key act like yep. me. So I don't care what anybody else is saying. I can identify with this person more mm-hmm. than whatever y'all are saying about me. Mm-hmm. Because it's based off of their perception. If everybody is seeing one look and then somebody turns around and look different, yeah, they're going to say this person is ugly because they don't look like the rest of everybody else. Mm-hmm. But if one person sees somebody, a whole tribe of people who look like them, and they're like, oh, no, we we bad over here, okay? <laughs> then they be like, we do this. Mm, <laughs> we I do ain't that. bad over there. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm with them. Like, I'm cute, you know? Um, and that's what it takes, honestly. Um and it's hard. Like I was saying earlier, it's not easy to completely write a new book, mm-hmm. especially because things change so much and you literally are writing a new chapter like on an hourly basis. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I'm a new person within the hour type shit. Um, and that's not easy. So just turn around and say like everything, especially your parents yeah. and everything that they said is wrong. And what, what I say today is going to go. Um, I find that difficult when I'm changing like hobbies and stuff or like changing like career paths and everybody's like, but you're so good at this. And it's like, but I like this. And it's hard sometimes to stick to it because it's like, maybe I don't like this anymore. today, right. Or maybe, you know, should I stick with it or should I? And if I leave, then everybody's going to be reminded. I'm going to basically go with, with everybody saying that you don't ever stick to anything mm-hmm. or that you should have just did what I said, you know. So rewriting that story is not easy. And I'm not going to sit up here and say that, like, I'm not going to be. um basically a cliche right now i'm not gonna just it just go ahead and just change your life it's perfectly fine like just write it for yourself no Mm -hmm. um it takes a lot and i feel like especially for kids it's like almost impossible like that's why as parents that's what you need to do yes it's (laughs) it's, it seems impossible when there's a lack of like support or adults who are 
telling you something different. Like if you have everybody and kids are so vulnerable, they're sponges, they soak up everything. They believe what the world tells them. They're naive. So when you have everybody telling them something, then of course they start to believe it. And so that's why it seems like it's so hard to change, to change that. Yeah. Also, I feel like as adults, not even, not even speaking as children now, as you become, as you start becoming your own person, taking time to invest in every chapter of mm-hmm. your book. Like, so that when somebody does come around and they're like, you're the villain, you can have an explanation. Like, cause a lot of people feel like that. I'm not saying you have to explain yourself, right. but especially for people you love, like think about your, your parents, for example. And they're like, I don't like this. You weren't raised like this. And you come back like, no, I'm, I've invested in this. I've studied this. I know this. And this is who I am. You know, mm-hmm. although you don't like it, ABC and it makes me feel good. Right. So, you know, when invest in every single chapter of yourself, like make sure people know that you know your own story, you know, um, and you can be your own author. So let us know, you guys, in the comments below. Let us know what your story is. You know, I love to read. So <laughs> I love to get into it. I love to hear about everybody's lives. Also, let us know what genre you feel like your life fits into, because I feel like that's interesting, whether book or movie. Also, make sure that you're leaving us comments and reviews. Make sure that you're thumbs thumb upping all of our videos on YouTube and make sure that you're following us on all of our social media platforms at NBFR Podcast. And until next time, I'm Ali, she's Jay. Bye-bye. No, I'm Ali, she's Jay. (laughs) I'm Jay, she's Ali. (laughs) Until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.